God, just thank you for this uh, chance just to get here tonight and, and come back from from a conference and then uh, our staff retreat, just kind of rejuvenated and excited for what you're going to do in our uh, our student ministry. God, thank you for this uh, the series that you've given me to teach these students about what it means to be a, a follower of Christ and to sift out the things that this world tries to teach us is truth, but it's not. God, thank you um, for that. May we, uh, may we listen, may we learn, and may we see the truth that there is in your word and how um, we can line up everything we, we hear in the world uh, next um, to your word, God. Name I pray. Amen. All right. Uh, I believe that it is no accident that you all are here today, that the Holy Spirit is drawing you to himself. God wants to speak into the questions that maybe you've been having or maybe subconsciously wrestling with about who God is or even just your faith. Is God real? Whatever. Um, and so this, this series kind of hopefully answers some of those questions and help you guys kind of walk through some things. Um, has anybody ever been like to a place that where you can like sift gold? Like you can go and you put the little pan. There's a place in, in have you ever been to Tombstone, Arizona, they have that or in Colorado. Yeah, there's I mean there's a lot of places that have where you can kinda of, you guys know what I'm talking about what it means to sift gold. You get the little sifting pan, you get the, the mud and the water and you kinda of sift out for gold, correct? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes? Okay. Huh? It's a rip off, that's no good. Um, but to be a true prospector to be a true prospector in, in, in the olden days, you'd have to go down to River Course, sift through a bunch of rocks and dirt to get to the gold. And people, people left everything that they had to move to the West Coast, you know, where gold was found, right? The 49ers, that's where the name comes from. In search of their fortune, that's gross. Um, has anybody ever had a piece of, like, fool's gold that you found, like a piece of pyrite that looks like gold, but it's not really gold? Um, it's, it's counterfeit, right? It doesn't really hold a whole lot of, of value. But I, I believe God wants, wants to use me today to tell you that this world is, that we're living in, it's just been selling you fool's gold. The things this world is trying to teach you and show you is, is not real. If you have your Bibles, turn to Second Peter. We have Bibles over there for you guys to grab. How are you? Good. Just put your hand in there, man. Mm, isn't that great? Mm, it's warm. Yeah, get some of that. All right, we're going to Second Peter. This is kind of kind of be our our verse here. Second Peter two. Second Peter two, verse one. <laughs> huh? Second Peter two. Today is the nineteenth. I'm not here's your tea. I got you tea. In my eye, I'm in Brandon. Second Peter chapter two. We're getting started. Here we go. It says, but false teachers. But false prophets also run among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. So here, here's why I think that you and I need to be prospectors again. You know, not sifting, of course, for literal gold, but sifting for the truth, because 
There, there are false teachers among us. In your life, you're going to have to decide what you believe about God and why you believe it. Because there are a lot of rocks and dirt in the stream called the 21st century. You're going to come across things that are not truth, things people are trying to tell you is truth. You need to know what you believe and why you believe it when you leave, especially after you leave high school. You're going to need better reasons for why you follow Jesus than I feel God or I had an experience at church camp or people I respect or my parents believe in Jesus. It's going to need, you're going to need a whole lot more than that. Those aren't bad things. They're just shaky ground. They're not real, not real sturdy ground to stand on. Because we have an enemy who's ready to pounce like a lion. That's what the scripture says. And not just wounds you. The Bible says he wants to destroy you. Are you guys listening? He wants to destroy you. And we don't think spiritual warfare is really a big deal or a thing. It's truth. It's reality. Satan wants to destroy you. That's, that's truth. That's reality. And he's going to do whatever he can to do that. Social media algorithms, news outlets certain educational systems, things we used to think that we could trust um, subtly and not so subtly are trying to change our worldview and turn it away from the truth of the Bible. I'm not talking about like conspiracy theories and those kind of people that do that. I'm talking about just the sinful nature of humanity. Because the world is trying to talk us out of living God's way. It's, it's not a new thing, of course. The thing's been going on for a long time. It's been happening since really since sin hit the scene and kind of when the world began, right? You hear things at school and on Netflix. You see things on Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. You have friends who live their lives, make decisions based on a different set of assumptions or perceptions and experiences than you do, right? You have teachers who operate out of a certain way of thinking. Some of you are from non-Christian families and your parents have maybe a different moral compass than been you. And, and I don't want you to be offended by this one, but some of you claim to be Christians, uh, and yet you have unknowingly adopted beliefs and language and ways of thinking uh, that are influenced by other religions and spiritual systems. You claim to be Christians, you say you're a follower of Christ, but you don't live like it. That may hurt some of your feelings, and if it does, good. That means you needed to hear it. It means the Spirit to convict you of these things. And, and this is about what we call a worldview. We talked about this a little bit already this year. This is what uh, the definition of, the, of, according to the dictionary, of a worldview. The overall perspective from which one sees and interprets the world. It's, it's your story about reality. How you view and identify the reality around you. And whether you know it or not, you are living out a certain worldview in your life. And statistically speaking, religion in America is, is not on the decline or dying out, but, but having a biblical worldview is, is declining. Less than 3% of Generation Z, which is you guys, less than 3% sees the world and lives their life based on what God has laid out in the Bible. 3%. That means for this group this size, like half of you. Like half of a person, I mean, 3%, that's not a lot. 
right? That's, that's, that's frightening to think that your generation does not live out the truths that are found in God's Word. And we're pulled on what they believe, an increasing number of people, of Gen Zers, you, you guys, will claim none, that they claim that they have no specific religion. They have kind of created their own worldview by mixing the things that they like from different belief systems, kind of like a little buffet. Hey, this sounds good. I want some of this. this. Oh, this sounds good over here. I like this truth. I like this teaching. I like this. And they make their own religion to make them happy. That's what this world is trying to teach you guys. And that's why it's important for us to have a strong biblical foundation and worldview. I don't, I don't think this way of living and, and believing is causing people to flourish. It's not the way that you and I were created to worship God. You know, we have walked away from the authority of God and from His Word. I'm not saying you guys cannot ask hard questions, okay? In fact, I'm saying the opposite of that. I want this series, these next tonight, the next five weeks, to make you wrestle with what you believe like, like hopefully never, you never have before. I want you to think, to struggle, to pray, and to discover together as a student ministry and with your small group time why you believe what you do. Because if you walk out these doors and you can't articulate what you believe and why you believe it, this world will eat you alive. Right? Satan is coming to destroy you. And if you don't have these truths and these foundations, the odds are not in your favor. I love what Jesus said in Matthew 13, 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Jesus is not fool's gold. He's, he's a real thing. Following Jesus, thinking God's thoughts and living God's way is worth giving everything else up to embrace. It's not easy. It's not popular. You will likely get canceled by this world and this culture. But he is the treasure in the field. And if it's true that Jesus is who he claimed to be, we've already looked at that this, this school semester, then our hearts will be empty until we worship him and him alone. And if he is the way, if he is the truth, if he is the life, then we simply must give everything else up to gain him. Right? No, nobody's shaking their head. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been hearing more about moral failures of faith leaders, uh, more public faith deconstructions, more people picking and choosing what they think is truth for them until there's no longer anything for sure for anyone. And as teenagers, I need you guys to trust, I mean, you must train your brains to sift all the junk that you're seeing and hearing and experiencing to make sure that you are basing your life around truth and not getting swindled into fool's gold. There's just an onslaught of opinions from every person on earth via the internet giving you the opinions every day, right? I, I enjoy social media, but I hate it at the same time. We, we cannot just accept what everyone else is feeding us. Even if it sounds logical or feel good, feels good or, or keeps you in, in others' good graces. We need to stop being lulled to sleep by the Pied Piper. You know, we need to clean house in our own hearts and just really filter out all the junk 
that we're hearing. The lies, the sin, the false narratives that have made their home in our bed without us realizing it. We need to replace the world's disordered version of reality with sure and stable footing, which is the Bible. We need a rational faith that will stand up to false teachers. And with great love, we need to take back any ground that the enemy has tried to steal. Because we all have big questions, right? Like, especially at your age, kind of becoming who, you know, your identity is kind of important, right? Like, who am I, right? Who am I? Am I, am I loved? Who loves me? Will everything be okay for me as I get older? Does, does my life matter? Am I making a difference? What is my purpose? Why are things, why is this world just so broken and, and how do I fix them? Who are my people? How can I be happy? How can I make a sense of my reality? What is true? Who and what can I believe? Those are some pretty big questions that you need to be able to answer. And what I'm saying is that no one can give you the answers except for Jesus. Your identity is not determined by who your friends are. Your identity is not determined by what you're good at. Your identity is not determined by where you're from, the way you look, or whom you are sexually or physically attracted to. Your identity and truth is not even determined by you. And that's gonna, that, that right there is going to make some of you guys really uncomfortable. Maybe mad a little bit. That's because we've been conditioned by our culture that we are going to determine our own reality to be our own God. Because we don't like authority. But as Christians, we're not just claiming that Jesus is a savior of our sins, although he is, but also that we declare as Christians that he is our Lord. A word we don't really know and think about too much as American believers. That's the one who calls all the shots and sets reality in stone. Because reality, it's not moving. It's truth, permanent, always will be. God does not change. His love for you does not change. And we need to come back to the beginning to strip away all the confusion that you've grown up immersed in and submit ourselves again to the authority that is Jesus. You don't have to get cleaned up to come to God. Come as you are. Jesus died for you on your worst day. I can promise you that Jesus will also demand your full allegiance. There's a movie called The Truman Show. Has anybody ever seen or heard of the movie The Truman Show? If you haven't seen it, I'm about to ruin the movie for you. I apologize. But that's also not, I don't feel bad because it came out a long time ago and you should have watched it before tonight. There's just this guy named Truman. He's born. He is immediately thrust and put into a reality TV show. The people he's surrounded by are actors. All the people he interacts with every day, all day, everything. They're all actors. It's all scripted. Even like his wife is really an actor. Okay? That's what's going on. It's all, it's all fake. Everybody in the world knows it's fake. Except for Truman. And when he begins to realize that he's been lied to his entire life, he, he's, he, he's out of there and he kind of makes his way to the end. So I'm going to play that video clip for me since you're back there at the computer.
Say something, Captain. You're on top of me. You're on the whole world. <clears throat> In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. That's what he'd always tell everybody he saw every day as he was leaving his house. But he, he's... The way that Truman sees the world changes after he realized that he had believed that this fool's gold was real. That the truth he was living was, in reality, a, a counterfeit all along. His, you know, his worldview changed. But to a lesser extent, uh, we, have, we have been immersed in a culture of fake thinking. We've been brainwashed. But Jesus is the truth. He is loving. He is worth submitting to. But he's got a list of the ways to do things that work best. They aren't the keys to heaven. We, you know, we cannot be good enough to earn God's acceptance. And Jesus' substitutionary death on the cross is the only way to be saved. But he is the only way. No other way is going to cut it to get you into heaven. So we need to sift the things that we see and hear and think and feel and experience so we can get to that real gold. Because He, Jesus, He is the gold. So how do we know what's true and what is counterfeit? 
Like Peter said in, in the verse of the while ago, that there will be false teachers among you, right? So how do we know we can see his truth? So I have some questions that we can use to sift everything around us so that we know we are living in a gospel-centered way and not being deceived or led astray. That's what these next five weeks are, are, are all about. Um, I printed these out for you. So you guys can take them home and use these questions as a way to sift out the truth. Maybe take a picture of them, put it there in, in your Bible, put them in your notes, whatever. You know, is this a worldly saying concept or is it is it biblical? Are my feelings and desires in this moment going to be my boss? Or is God going to be my boss? Am I avoiding a confrontation because I don't want to be persecuted? Like, am I remaining quiet because I don't want people to make fun of me? Am I living God's way in humility, compassion, and love towards others? Or am I pridefully showing off my holiness? The last one, am I resting in my identity as God's son or daughter? Or am I striving to be a good person and do good things? Because we need to sift our beliefs and decisions through these types of questions. Everything that comes in through your ears and eyes first goes through the sieve that is the Bible. And many of us are good students of meology, meology not theology. Um, that's the study of what we want, what we need, what we feel. That's meology. And that we're masters of selfishness, basically. Instead of meology, we need to know our theology. That's the study of God and who he is and how he wants to save everyone from the destructive path that we are going down. So the next five weeks, we're going to look at some big theological concepts as we dismantle some false truths that you probably have started saying or living. Let me give you a little sneak peek of that. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about living your truth. Just live your truth. Let me live my truth. You live your truth. That's where we're looking at next week. Third week will be Send positive vibes. And when I send you, send you my positive vibes. The fourth week, we're going to consider to hell with the hustle. Week five is all about self-love. And then final week, we're going to focus on living your best life now. Um, you're not going to want to miss a single week. I want to ask you hard questions and to sift the truth. We want your small group time to be a, a, the safest place on earth to wrestle with what you believe and why you believe. I just want it to be a place for you to realize that following Jesus intellectually makes sense and it's the most fulfilling way that you could live. We've already looked at that series already this year. We also want you to be, to be able to communicate the, the good news of Jesus with your friends whose worldview may be based more on feelings or cultural norms than actual truth. We want to sift for the truth. You know, I'm excited for these next five weeks. You, know, you can remember how, how Truman experienced the, the earth-shattering news and truth that he'd been in a TV show his entire life. But can I tell you the most earth-shattering truth that you're ever going to hear to end our time before we sing? Uh, one of my favorite good news teachers said this, We are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe. Yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. You are loved. 
It's not because you don't do all the bad things. It's not because you do all the good things. You're loved because Jesus made you. He has made a way for you to be let off the hook, if you will, for all the ways that you just blow it every single day, me included. Walk out today ready to sift for yourselves what truth is. Because the Holy Spirit is with you. He will help you in this process. I'm going to pray as our praise team comes up. We're going to sing a couple songs, and then we'll split up and go into our, our small groups. So praise team, make your way up, please. God, we're just excited to be here and just to dig into your word and see that there is a reason that we must fight against what this world teaches and is trying to shove down our throats and to know what truth is, to, to, to know it, to believe it, and but to know why we believe it so we can tell people in love what we believe and, and why what they believe is wrong. I thank you for what you showed us tonight. Pray for um, this next little bit of time. As we sing these songs, may they just be an echo of our heart. May we actually sing... Because we love you and we want to worship you tonight. May our time in small groups be a time where we just, again, dig into your word. Stand up, right? Amen.